early church because they were just so enthusiastic and they all wanted to say something during the church service that he kind of had to sort of give a little bit of direction, coordination. But today we need to, to zoom out a little bit. We need to get a little bit broader focus than just the early church's church service. Because as Anne has reminded us today uh, from the scripture that she read, the early church was so much more than simply a church service. It was a community. And that community cared within itself for tangible as well as intangible things. And so, for instance, within that community, the believers broke bread together like we just did, but they prayed together. They met temporal needs. If somebody had a need, they, they met that need, as well as they would hold each other to account when one of them was getting out of line. And they, they provided assistance in many ways within the church, particularly caring for those who didn't have as much, like the widows and the orphans. So they did all of those things, but they also did the intangible things like they encouraged each other and they blessed each other. The early church was a community. I think that this is a community, New Glasgow Christian Church. I think it's growing as a community. Um, I remember when we were looking at homes in, in this area when we first came from Ontario, one of the people that we were talking to about buying the house uh, it was a, an independent sale. And uh, the owner said, oh, that's a really tight-knit group down there, when I said, well, I'm going to go past you that church. And so they saw you, and I think this community sees you as a community. Um, and so I think that, um, in, in a sense, we are very, very much like that early church, caring for each other both in tangible ways but in tangible, and, and in intangible ways. In order to accomplish all of those tasks, though, those tangible and intangibles, God has given his Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has given us gifts. Each one of us has been given a gift. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, if you can sing that song, that testimony, that I believe in God the Father, I believe in Jesus Christ, I believe in the Holy Spirit, I believe in the resurrection, if you believe that, you have a gift from the Holy Spirit. Scripture is unequivocal about that. You have a gift from the Holy Spirit. And today we're going to take a look at these. But first I want us to just think about gifts and gift giving. A nice picture of a gift up there. Oh, that's pretty nice, eh? Hey? Did you wrap that? I, no, I couldn't wrap that to save my life. <laughs> you know, I love getting gifts. I bet you do too. It's, it's fun, right? Getting gifts. I love getting gifts. And you know, when I get gifts, I get excited because it's usually something that I... I wouldn't spend money on myself, but I really value, right? Or it's, it's something that I've always wanted, but I just could never bring myself to, to getting it for myself. And so a gift is, is awesome. I, I love it. I get excited about gifts. I wonder if you have ever opened a gift 
in which when you opened that gift, you found out that it was a gift given to you that was for somebody else. I'll give you an example. Colleen and I um, have a son called Mitch, and his best friend is Rob. And one, son, one, one Christmas out of the blue, Rob gave us a gift. It was like, it's kind of weird. And so um, we opened it up, and in it was uh, something from World Vision that said that he had given us a goat <laughs> for somebody else. And... Um, Even though I'm, 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 you know, morally superior to you all, <laughs> and a very spiritual man, I admit I was disappointed. <laughs> Come on, really? You're a little bit disappointed, right? Because you're saying, like, "This is mine." It's like, "Oh, it's a gift for somebody else." Oh, that's awesome. But you know, like when you first open it up, you kind of like. You know, you're kind of a little bit disappointed. And you know why I bring this up? I think the reason why I bring this up is that, in fact, the gift that the Holy Spirit has given to you isn't for you. <laughs> and that's why I think some of us actually say, oh, we're going to study the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we think it's more of a curse than a blessing. Face it, folks. Tim is talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He's going to talk about the fact that I'm supposed to be doing something for this church. <laughs> That's a great gift. What a gift. Scripture says in 1 Corinthians 12, 7, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given, or the gift is given, for the common good. That's what the gift is for. The gift is for the church. So each one of us who's a believer in Jesus Christ has been given a gift from the Holy Spirit and that gift is not for me. It is for you. So what have you done for me lately? Don't answer that. Right? You have a gift that has been given to you that is for me and for all of us. Peter wrote these words. In 1 Peter 4, we read these words. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should be, do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. And so we see that there's two reasons for the gifts. One is for the common good of the church, and secondly, it's so that God would be praised. So that when the gifts are being used within the church, people should be like, wow, praise God. That's what it's supposed to be like. When we start using the gifts that God has given to us, people are supposed to stand back and say, Wow, all praise be to God. I'm going to read you four passages real quick about the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. 
The first is in 1 Corinthians 12. I've bolded some of the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives. Now, to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between Spirits. To another speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one and the same Spirit, and he distributes each of them just as he determines. That's 1 Corinthians 12. In Romans 12, we read, We have different gifts according to the grace given to us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Then again, in 1 Corinthians again, as God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second prophets, teachers, miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. And then in Ephesians 4, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Jesus Christ. So there is an account of a whole bunch of gifts that the Holy Spirit has given to the church. Undoubtedly, the gifts of the Spirit are for the good of the church, right? Did you see any gift in there that was sort of like, for you? Right? It wasn't sort of like, oh, yeah, I guess you could say wisdom, right? It's giving me wisdom so that I can live my life in a very wise way. But that's not the wisdom he's talking about. He's talking about a wisdom that I can offer to you. Okay, so all of these gifts are intended to be given to the church for their good. So the question is, do you know what your gifts are? Do you know what your gifts are? Uh, if you do, are you using your gift... For the common good. Are you using the gift that God has given to you, or gifts, he gives more than one, has he given them to you? I mean, he has given them to you, are you using them for the common good? We are all supposed to be playing a role by using our gifts. And the impact is powerful because people stand back and say, praise be to God. All right. So the question I have is, has anybody here got a Christmas tree up still? <laughs> That's going to admit to it? I drove by one yesterday. I was driving downtown. You know, I'm always looking at people's windows. Um, so I'm driving downtown, right? Down Charlotte Town, and it's dark, you know? That's the best time to look at people's windows when it's dark. And uh, this dude's still got his Christmas tree up. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's the end of January. But let's think about this. Do any of you have a gift sitting underneath that Christmas tree? So the, so the thing is that as Christians who have been given a gift, have we got a gift that's sitting under the tree that hasn't been opened? And what, what, are, we, what are we depriving the church of by not opening it and not using it for the common good? So, I don't think you're going to find this boring. <laughs> 
But if you do, I apologize in advance. I am going to read to you um, about these gifts. And you have a little piece of paper there and a pencil. I want all my pencils and pens back. <laughs> Just a disclaimer there. <laughs> um, I'm going to go through them, and I want you to just simply indicate on the little sheet of paper, yes, maybe, no. And at the end, I'm going to come around. You're going to put your name on it. I'm just joking about that part. <laughs> I'm going to give it to the board, and we're going to be knocking on your door. No. This is just for you, right? This is for you. To kind of, you, know, you might not know what the gifts are. It's not voodoo. It's not crazy stuff. It's not like mystical craziness. Okay? This is what the Bible says the God gives as a gift. So the first one's administration. Just read. I'm going to read and you guys can keep checking off. Administration is the God-given special ability to serve and strengthen the body of Jesus by effectively organizing resources and people in order to efficiently reach ministry goals. These people are effective organizers, um, are known for having specific plans to achieve clearly defined goals, naturally delegate tasks, and uh, they seek out decision-making opportunities, and they know what it takes to make a dream become a reality. Apostleship. It's a God-given ability to serve and strengthen the body of Christ by launching and leading new ministry ventures that advance God's purposes. The original Greek word for this is the sent one. Literally, one sent with authority as an ambassador. These people are driven to start new endeavors for God, often welcome risky new challenges, enjoy making a difference in the lives of believers, eager to be known as ambassadors, and willing, work, willing to work very hard to see the church reach its full potential. Discernment, a God-given special ability to serve and strengthen a body of, the body of Christ, by recognizing truth or error within a passage, a message, person, or event. They find it easy to read others and are often right. Recognize the spiritual source of a message, whether it's from God, Satan, or man. Recognize inconsistencies. Easily identify people's true motives and agendas. Perceive when the truth is twisted or communicated. That's discernment. Encouragement. God-given special ability to serve and strengthen the body of Christ by helping others live God-centered lives through inspiration, encouragement, counseling, empowerment, are driven to inspire others and impact their lives positively for Christ. Rejoice with those whose reliance on Christ has helped them overcome difficult situations. Seek out opportunities to help others reach their full potential. Evangelism might be your gift. It's the God-given special ability to serve and strengthen the body of Christ by sharing the love of Christ with others in a way that draws them to respond by accepting God's free gift of eternal life. People with this gift look for ways to build relationships with non-believers, sense when a person is open to Christ's message, have likely seen many people come to faith, win others for Christ through the use of love or logic, are deeply burdened for those who don't know Jesus. Faith. The gift of faith. The God-given spiritual ability to serve and strengthen the body of Christ by stepping out in faith in order to see God's purposes accomplished. Trusting Him to handle any and all obstacles. They welcome risk for God. Are energized by variables. 
are challenged by ideas, mostly impossible, are often characterized by a passionate prayer life, have great God confidence in their ventures. Giving, the God-given special ability to serve and strengthen the body of Christ by joyfully supporting and funding various kingdom initiatives through material contributions beyond the tithe. People with this gift plan and purposely give over and above the 10% tithe in order to see God's kingdom advance, generally preferring that their donations remain anonymous, strategically to seek out ways to increase their resources in order to contribute more to God's use. See their resources as a tool for God's use. Recognize God's ultimate ownership of everything. Healing. The God-given special ability to serve and strengthen the body of Christ by healing and restoring to health beyond traditional and natural means. Those who are sick, hurting, and suffering. They believe firmly that people can supernaturally be healed. Pray specifically to be used by God to heal others. Fully realize that healing occurs only by God's divine permission. View medicine as a means God may choose for healing. Embrace their gift as from God. Um, helping. The God-given special ability to serve and strengthen the body of Christ by offering others assistance in reaching goals that glorify God and strengthen the body of Christ. This aptitude is something referred to as the gift of helps or service. These people enjoy and seek out ways to serve behind the scenes, rejoice in the success of others, are often detail-oriented, look for ways to be assistance to others, don't seek recognition. Hospitality, the God-given special ability to serve and strengthen the body of Christ by providing others with a warm and welcoming environment for fellowship. People with this gift are known for making those around them feel valued and cared for. Look for those uh, individuals who may go unnoticed in a crowd. Desire that people feel loved and welcomed. See their home as God's property, given to them expressly to make others feel welcomed. Promote fellowship among others wherever they are. Okay, I'm going to take just a break. We're halfway through. I bet you dollars to donuts that you are thinking about people in this church when I've been reading these things. You might have said, no, no, that's not me, but that is fill in the blank, right? That's probably been going on as you've been going through these. You've been thinking of people within the body of Christ that you're pretty sure have that gift. That's because they've been exercising that gift. They've been using that gift, and we know them as having that gift. Let's continue. Mercy. The God-given special ability to serve and strengthen the body of Christ by ministering to those who suffer physically, emotionally, spiritually, or relationally. Their actions are characterized by love, care, compassion, and kindness toward others. These people are drawn toward opportunities to practically meet the needs of others, devote significant time in prayer for the needs of others, tend to, to place the needs of others ahead of their own, grieve with those who grieve, are most full, fulfilled when visiting people in need. Interpretation. The God-given special ability to serve and strengthen the body of Christ by understanding a specific time, God's message when spoken by another using a special language unknown to others in attendance. People with this gift tend to have a clear idea of what God is saying, even though the language used by the speaker is unknown. Be able to translate words and messages of God in a way that edifies, comforts, and exhorts. Convey the meaning of sounds, words, and utterances that glorify God. Knowledge. The God-given special ability to serve and strengthen the body of Christ by communicating God's truth to others 
in a way that promotes justice, honesty, and understanding. Devote much of their time to reading scripture. Love to share biblical insight. Enjoy helping others increase their understanding of God's word. Benefit from time uh, spent in studying and researching scripture. <coughs> Take delight in answering difficult questions from God's word. Leadership, the God-given special ability to serve and strengthen the body of Christ by casting vision, stimulating spiritual growth, applying strategies, and achieving success where God's purposes are concerned. Uh, people with this gift exhibit a tendency toward huge visions for God and the ability to inspire others to work toward accomplishing those visions. Are naturally drawn into leadership roles, find it easy to motivate people, both individually and in teams, and na naturally grasp the big picture. They are able to let go of responsibility and delegate as well. So we've done mercy, let's go to miracles. The God-given special ability to serve and strengthen the body of Christ through supernatural acts that bring validity to God and his power. Recognize prayer as a supernatural vehicle through which God acts in the lives of people. Render credit and thanks to God alone for supernatural works. Fully grasp the fact that miracles only occur when God wills them to happen. See themselves as instruments for God's use and pray and look to supernatural results whenever they encounter impossible life situations. Pastoring. This is mine. I know I have the gift of pastoring. I have been drawn to pastoring. It is like a strong draw. It's like a magnetic field that sucked me in. I know I have the gift of pastoring. Um, it's just something that I know is from God. And that's how it is. It's sort of like it's just, it's not weird and it's not odd and it's not like forced. It's just so natural. It's just part of my DNA. And that's how you should feel with these gifts. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you've been given a gift. And so you should be responding to something in here. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you should be responding to something in here. And it should be so natural and so normal and, you know, organic that it's just, that's just me. Pastoring, God-given special ability to serve. And you know what? I might not be the only pastor in this church. Seriously, I'm the only paid pastor. Well, let's keep it that way. <laughs> Just joking. The God-given special ability to serve and strengthen the body of Christ by taking spiritual responsibility for a group of believers and equipping them to live Christ-centered lives. Shepherding is another word used for this gift. You can have the gift if you are driven to help others to reach their full potential in Christ. Enjoy serving others and look for opportunities are good at developing personal trust-based relationships with a small group of people, have a propensity toward meeting the needs of others, willingly giving your time to help them with spiritual issues. Believe that people take precedence over projects. Prophecy. God gives a special ability to serve and strengthen the body of Christ by offering messages from God that comfort, encourage, guide, warn, or reveal sin in a way that leads to repentance and spiritual growth. The original Greek mean, meaning of this word is to speak forth the truth. These people are known for publicly communicating God's word, love to share strong biblical convictions, view yourself as God's tool, ready to be used by the Holy Spirit, finding it easy to confront others' motives when they're not up to God's standards, frequently receive and share messages directly from God. Teaching, that God given special ability to serve and strengthen the body of Christ, by teaching sound doctrine in relevant ways, empowering people to gain a sound 
and mature spiritual education. Individuals who have this gift are given two hours in the study of Scripture in order to best apply its principles and truths. Enjoy making the Bible clear and understandable. Seek out opportunities to speak biblical insights into daily situations. Are good at helping others learn to study the Bible. Recognize a variety of ways to effectively communicate the Word of God. Thomas. The God-given special ability to serve and strengthen the body of Christ by communicating God's message in a special language unknown to the speaker. People with this gift tend to believe God is prompting them to communicate this, his message, um, often through prayer in a special language unknown to them. Intercede for others in prayer using unknown words, sounds, and utterances. Desire opportunities to pray using these unknown languages for God's glory. Share with others words and or messages of God given to them using unknown languages. Comfort or exalt others using unknown languages inspired by God. I believe in tongues. That is not, tongues is not a gift that, because it's slightly different, doesn't count. We've rationalized tongues out of the church because it makes us uncomfortable. I believe in tongues. I've been in services where a tongue is given here and a person with the gift of interpretation is over here. I hear the tongue, I hear the interpretation, and it is always encouraging to the body of believers, and it is always honoring to God. It is never, God is coming in two days, sell your house, and uh, you know, get ready to be zoomed up to heaven. It's never weird. It's always uplifting and a blessing. And when it happens, it is not strange at all. I believe in tongues. Wisdom. The God-given special ability to serve and strengthen the body of Christ by making wise decisions and counseling others with sound advice. In accordance with God's will, you may possess this gift if you enjoy speaking biblical insights into life situations are sought after by others for advice and wisdom, take pleasure in counseling others, are known for making correct decisions and judgments, recognize God as the primary source of wisdom and direction. So all of that has come out of here, which comes from the Bible. This book is uh, Shape, which is out of uh, Saddleback, which is a big church in California. Probably know the guy who started, Rick Warren, Purpose Driven Life. This guy is his assistant pastor, one of probably 25 or whatever. Um, Eric Reese, who has put together this thing called Shape. And it's, it, he contends, and I agree with him, that God has designed us with spiritual gifts. S. H. Heart. He gives you a passion for things. A. Abilities. P. He's designed you so that you have a certain personality. And he's giving you experiences. Shape. Okay? So that's where this is coming from. It's very orthodox. It's not bizarro or strange or anything like that. This is just the Bible. Okay? So I want you to know that these spiritual gifts are, you know, you're going to have a list and somebody else is going to have a list and they're all going to be maybe slightly different and whatever, but they're all pretty much the same thing. So the question that I have for you, and I don't want to answer it out loud, is just basically, is this, has, is this something new to you? Um, secondly, is, does this make sense to you? Have you, when you heard me read something, read, has it resonated in your heart? 
And what I want to encourage you to do is this week be praying about the findings that you've come up with. If you truly are a believer of Jesus Christ, you've been given a gift. That gift is not for you, it is for us. Okay? And so it is important that you know what your gift is. And it's important that you use that gift. And we as a church are committed to giving you opportunities to express that gift. If we didn't, we would be anti-Christ. Because that would be opposed to the way God has established it. So think about it. Pray about it. Consider it. And see if maybe God is wanting you to move into something that you haven't done before. I don't know that we have um, lose a gift. But I always believe that we can uh, gain more gifts. I was playing a game last night with uh, some friends. And uh, basically, if you accomplished one test, you were given a new, a new test to do in this particular game that we were playing. And it's kind of like that with the Holy Spirit. I believe that you're given more gifts as you become fluent with another gift. So I believe that if, if, if you've received it and willing to use it, God is willing to give you more so that you can be used more. I, I know we get caught up on tongues. I don't know why, but we do, and, and we need to normalize it. We need to just sort of don't give it any more credit than it's due. And it's, it's not <laughs> supposed to be anything that has a higher kind of whatever, higher profile. Anyone else? All right, good questions, good comments. So let's close in prayer and uh, go from here. And, and uh, you know, seriously, I mean, I'll tell you, if you don't do what I'm telling you to do today, you need to answer to God. You need to say, I'm not accepting your gift. Because that's what you're doing. Plain and simple. This is part and parcel of what it is to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for these folks. And I thank you for what you're doing amongst us. I pray, Lord, that you would work in our lives. And work in the body of this church. I pray, Lord Jesus, that we would actively seek to understand what our gifts are and actively seek to use them for the common good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.